Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Today, we are speaking with a friend, a person I really, really do admire, Rachel Druckenmiller. Rachel is a very soon-to-be TEDx keynote speaker, so I love that. I'm excited for that for you. The singer of the song, Somebody, a very powerful song, an instructor for Simon Sinek's virtual classroom and host of the Unmute Yourself live show. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Enrique. So so good to be here after after uh, meeting you, you know, in person in Orlando in January. Yes, I, I love the PodFest community, folks. If you don't know about that, please look into that. But we did share a platform. I was fortunate to host her speaking engagement there as we were talking about the power of LinkedIn and networking and things of that nature. But today we will be speaking about unmuting yourself. And I'm so excited about this because this is a very powerful subject for today. Most people have learned to mute themselves throughout their life. And we're going to teach you, or not me, but she's going to teach you <laughs> how to unmute yourself. But before we get into that, Rachel, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am I'm a, a keynote speaker and facilitator and somebody who sees myself as a catalyst for people. So I like to, I'm a very curious person. I always have been. And so I like to ask people a lot of questions, like to invite people to sit with questions that invite them into moments of self-reflection and self-awareness and maybe some uncomfortable moments of honesty. I find that, you know, when we're really willing to be honest with ourselves and um, really allow even other people to speak things over us or into our lives, that, that we can really have significant and meaningful transformation and even healing happen in our lives and in our work. And so I view myself as somebody who is here as, you know, whether I'm speaking or facilitating or singing, that I meant to use the power of words and to invite people into moments of curiosity so that they find clarity in their, in their lives or their work, you know, personally, professionally, so that they can move forward with greater, with courage and, and confidence in their life and, and, and be more fulfilled. So I've been doing that for, I don't know, quite, quite a while. I've been a business owner for four years. I worked in corporate as the director of well-being for a benefits consulting firm for 13 years. And four years ago, I said, you know, I, this is what I, the speaking thing is what I want to do full time. And so I went after it with very little business plan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I, I feel very grateful to be, to be doing, to be doing this work and to be speaking all across the United States and beyond um, to, to share messages that I know are going to help people unmute themselves. Yeah, you mentioned something that's so important. And as uh... As a minister and as somebody that knows the power of words, that is one of the key elements in whether you start to mute and unmute and things like that. So I'm, lo I'm loving that you use that same word to help people get free from that mute button. To talk about the mute button, let's talk about that. <laughs> what is it to unmute? When I wear this, so I want to, I think it's helpful maybe take a couple steps back. So where this came from, I look back. I'm a journaler. I love journaling. I have journals from elementary school. I still have. My oldest journal goes back to when I was uh, about 12 years old. 
maybe, or 10 years old, 10 years old, my oldest turtle goes back. And in 2015, I was writing in my journal and trying to figure things out. I was still in my corporate job and I was feeling kind of restless and unsettled. And I was writing down words, just different words that came up. And one of them was unmute. And it was really to unmute your plate because I did a lot around nutrition. And so I thought, you know, helping people unmute their plate and, and, you know, when we eat color, you know, we, and alive things, we feel more alive inside. And so that's what I was connecting to. And then I, as I started to, so this is like eight years ago. And then as I started to kind of lean into that a little bit more, I, I, I thought, gosh, there's this muting that I've been doing for a lot of my life that a lot of us do is we, we, it's this suppression of expression. It's a restriction internally or externally of certain thoughts or feelings or ideas or opinions um, or dreams or aspirations. And the main reason we do it is because, uh, the main, main reason we mute ourselves is because of fear. So fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, fear of failure, fear of what people will think of us, fear of, ooh, that's not who they expect me to be, so I can't do that because I'm supposed to be this person, so I can't do that. And so we have all these rules that we make up in our head about, or rules that society has told us of how we need to be. And as a result of that, we end up showing up as a less expressed version of ourselves. And it starts with this internal suppression. And I think a lot of people are unaware of their own thoughts or feelings or needs because they've been so focused on making sure they, everybody else is okay that they're not focused on their own stuff. And that's not selfish to do that. It's necessary. The people that can be the most helpful long-term are the people that are connected to themselves. So for me, that's what it, so to get unmuted, to get unmuted is to have this sense of courage inside of us to express our thoughts and feelings and needs, even if they inconvenience someone, even if it rocks the boat a little bit, even if it's not who people expect us to be so that we can have a life that is marked by more freedom and more joy. I muted my joy for a very long time. And that's where the singing piece has, has really been a, you know, a, a source of like an outlet for me of something that has been in me from the time I was a very, very little girl. You know, so all of us do it in some way. We do it at work, we do it in our relationships, we do it with our creative expression. All of us have or are muting something. And that's so sad, right? I mean, I'm, I'm listening to you and as you talk about the, the years of journaling and, and I'm sure that writing allowed you to say, hold up now, I'm mm. not doing the things that I'm writing. <laughs> uh, your song is powerful, by the way, folks, if you have not heard somebody, I'm gonna make sure to put that link in the, in the description so you can, but you're talking I'm envisioning a conversation I have with my son mm. and we teach our boys to express themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you, and for all, all you parents that are saying what, uh, <laughs> uh, we teach them to express themselves because we did not have that, right? We were, I was living the life that you just described. So whatever people wanted is what I provided, mm -hmm. regardless of whether that made me happy or not. And most times that didn't, right? It didn't because it just wasn't me. And so I started adopting everybody's little requests. And then he, he, voila, here's Enrique, but it's really not Enrique. Enrique was back in, when he was five, right? 
And so, um, the other, the, uh, the other day I asked my son a question and he expressed himself. And then I felt, I felt this, <laughs> this thing come up <laughs> as a parent was like, how dare you say that? But then I, I, I realized that isn't that what you have taught him to do? Mm. It, you, you don't want him muted. You don't want him to live somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And so in today's world, there's a lot of why, right? There's, there's just a lot of why older people can't, can, can't, they can't handle it mm-hmm. <laughs> because we grew up in an era for those of us that are 50 and above in an era where why was not even a thing. You, you just did it. Right. And so, uh, we did develop a world, at least in the United States mm-hmm. of no questions. You mm-hmm. just do what you're told and a totally mute environment. Yeah. Well, it's like you're rewarded, right? I mean, I think of growing up in school, I was very, I was always an exceptional student and you get rewarded for that. What, what do they say? A good kid is a kid who doesn't talk back. A good kid is a kid who does well in school. A good kid is a kid who sits there quietly and doesn't, is not, you know, isn't expressive at all. That's what we decide that a good kid is. And so if a kid is justifiably sad or angry or scared, they don't have any outlet for how to express that in a way that is healthy. You know, because some people, when they think of unmuted, they're like, oh, I just need to speak my piece. No, if you unmuting yourself mutes somebody else, that's probably not productive. Like there is a way to do this. and there's nuances to it. I haven't mastered every aspect of this, you know, and I don't live everyone's life. I haven't had everyone's struggles, but the idea that like, I had a friend of mine, Sam Karashi say one time, I hope I get this right. Something along the lines of like, you just, um, saying what you need to say, like, oh, I just needed to say that is, is irresponsible. If you don't have any sense of how it's going to be received on the other end. It's like when we say something, ideally, we want it to be received in a way that there's going to be some type of response that's productive, not just like causing more fighting, which there's enough of in the world. Like if, if everyone's unmuted and no one's listening to anybody, not helpful. But for me, it's, it's, it's primarily this like internal experience that we have where so many people are disconnected from their own emotions, their own desires, their own um, thoughts, their own opinions due to trauma, due to somebody telling them what you want doesn't matter, due to someone telling them like either indirectly or directly, how you feel doesn't matter, how you feel is irrelevant, how you feel is too much or too much, you know, so people get these messages and they tamp themselves down and they suppress their feelings. And then they, <clears throat> a lot of the times will secretly stew about it. You know, they'll, they'll have this internal anger and resentment and frustration and bitterness that literally eats away at them physically because they won't say the thing that they need to say or they won't express the feeling that they have or they won't see a therapist or they won't see a you know a a spiritual mentor or they you know like there's there's so much that holds us back from unmuting ourselves and it's, it's not an easy thing. It's a brave thing to do to even begin this path. 
uh, when you say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say what I need to say. And regardless of the facts of this and that and the other, and I, I often say uh, truth, right? Because they say, oh, I'm just telling the truth. And I say truth without love is just facts. Mm. That's all you're doing, right? And facts doesn't change anything. They just say that that's what it is. It doesn't give you a, an avenue to go from where you are to a better place. And that's what truth actually does. It gives you, it, it, it applies love to that fact and allows you a bridge over to somewhere better. And uh, we, we, you briefly talked about the fears uh, and why people uh, are not unmuting and all of those are valid. I wanted to ask you, so if, if I'm able to kind of come over and, and succeed over those fears, what are the benefits of unmuted life? There's so many. I mean, a feeling of freedom, a feeling of joy, a feeling of energy, a feeling of aliveness more meaningful and deeply rooted connection, more progression and growth in our careers, um, a feeling of being creatively expressed, which is inherent in all of us, right? Like we were all like, we, we, are, we are all acts of creation. And so we are inherently creative people. Like we, we are inherently, we are inherently people that can create. There's a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert that I, that I really love that talks about that. It's just like, who are we not to think that we are creative? Like we come from a line of, you know, tinkerers and dancers and writers and all these other people. And for us to think that we don't have something to offer, you know, is, is we're just missing, we're just missing it. Maybe we're not aware of what it is, but all of us have something to give because each of us has a unique combination of experiences and perspectives and skills and strengths um, that, help us to show up in the world in a certain way that no one else can show up in that exact same way and offer or contribute that exact same thing. And so when we're unmuted, we're also contributing what we're meant to contribute, which then makes the world a better place. So when I think of, you know, we feel more confident when we're unmuted, we're more willing to advocate for ourselves without apologizing. We'll celebrate. Part of unmuting is celebrating, right? So when you've done something well, like you don't, you know, hide that. You don't hide it under a bushel. You know what I mean? Like you do something well, you it's it's not about gloating, but it's about acknowledging. Hey, you know, this was a lot of this was a lot of hard work. I'm really proud of this. I'm really excited about this. Like when the song came out, I mean, you, you saw our friends Brian and Nancy and Zach, who were just <laughs> I call them my hype crew could not have been more excited, you know, and we're really celebrating. And, and that is a way that like, I felt, I felt alive. I felt energized. There were parts of me that were like, oh, I, I hope people don't think I'm being selfish. I hope people don't think I'm being self-serving by doing this. But I was, that was set aside much more quickly because I was so excited that this lifelong, I don't even know, actually, I can't even say it was a lifelong dream. I, I well, singer was the first thing I ever wanted to be, like from the time I was little when I thought about career aspirations, singer was the first thing I ever wanted to be, but I didn't know that I could write songs. Um, I didn't, you know, and I'm working on two more now that should come out by the end of the summer. So there's so, there's so much that is possible in our lives when we're unmuted. And it's amazing that this resides in you from, you know, being a child 
and only blossoms now at this time in your life. Some things are timing, right? God has a plan for everything and, and a timing for everything. But what's important is for you to understand and for those listening, for you to understand that there are things that are muted because of timing and that's beyond your control, right? Those are just things that you cannot control. But there are things that have been imposed on you, uh, buttons, uh, uh, mute buttons on your life where you know that if you kind of got out of an environment, that would not be the case. And so those areas that you can easily change, uh, and most people in certain situations, they think they can't easily change, and I understand that, but you can, right? You can change your environment. You can get up from one seat and go to another. That's, mm -hmm. that's an easy fix, but these areas have been waiting on you the ability to write a song you already journaled most of your life right yeah. so you you had that ability and to acknowledge that we are creative and everybody is in one way shape or another right my 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 deal is the garden right i'm mm -hmm. i'm out there and i'm i'm talking to plants and i'm raising plants and i'm looking i'm i was eating blackberries yesterday from my garden right so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know th those things take time and for most people there, you got to have a green thumb. You, you, had to, you just got to have patience. Seeds <laughs> will do what they are meant to do. They don't need your help, right? Just water it. But these are areas that I, I didn't have a, an opportunity environmentally. I didn't have the space. I didn't have the capacity in the yard. I, you know, they were things. Uh, but people grow stuff in pots. So no excuses there. Just for you to understand, those of you listening, there may be areas, it's, it's up to you to look into those areas to see where it is that maybe something hasn't been Im imposed upon you. And so thank you for sharing those benefits because they truly are. And I think the, the most and primal benefit there is you. Yeah. How you will feel is mm -hmm. just utterly amazing. Mm -hmm. So talking about that, if I've identified some of these areas, right. And I say, Oh man, yeah, that, that was not me. That was somebody else that made me this, that, and then the other, what can I do to finally unmute? So I, I find this to be an interesting question because the nature of how I am and how I'm wired is not linear and not prescriptive, <laughs> which means I don't think there is one way to do it. And I don't think that there is a right way to do it. And I, um, and I think it's a complex process that looks different for everybody. I think starting off, I don't, I think we need to ask bigger questions starting off. So TEDx preview. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's a question that I like to invite people to ask themselves, which is what is the cost of you muting this aspect of your life? What's the cost? What's the cost and what is lost? What are you missing? What's missing? What's not happening? So if you were to be like, grab a pen and set a timer for 10 minutes and write some stuff down for yourself, because you first have to feel the pain of it before you're going to make a change. So what's the cost of you not sharing? Like when I think of singing, I love singing from the time I was itty bitty. I mean, itty bitty, five, six, seven, more so in middle school, probably late elementary, middle school. And I would go into this room in my house and I would shut the doors. And I would put on these headphones that were twice the size of my head 
and <laughs> I would put tapes in the tape deck from Mariah Carey and Amy Grant and Celine Dion and Boys to Men and Desiree, eclectic taste in music. <laughs> but they were all soulful in some way with like gospel roots, right? That was always my vibe. And I would sing for hours and no one would come in the room. Like I just did this by myself. And it was one of the only places that I felt like totally free. And I look back at that and I look at now, you know, almost like, you know, let's say 30 some years later from that happening. And I'm just now starting to create this stuff myself. But it's been there for over 30 years. And to your point, there's a, there's a quote that I have on a little piece of art in my living room. It's a picture of a butterfly and it says, allow the unfolding, allow the unfolding. And so I look at the steps that I took over time, which sometimes, again, these are not linear. It's not like, oh, I'll do this and this and this. And then within, within 18 months, I'll, I'll be unmuted. <laughs> sometimes we don't even know that we want or need to unmute something. But for me, it was this journey of, I did this thing by myself. And then when I was in high school, I wouldn't even join the choir because you had to try out an audition. And I was like, no flipping way. Am I putting myself in that vulnerable position? Forget it. I did not join the high school choir. I went to an all girls high school and I took voice lessons my senior year. Cause I was like, oh great. This is just a one-on-one -on -one thing. This is not a performance. I was not into performing until my instructor said, what song are you going to sing for the year end recital? And I said, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and eventually she got me to pick the song angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin is another one that I loved. And I, Enrique, I went to sing this song at the, at the year end performance. And I hated every bit of it. Like I felt like my jaw locked up. I, I don't even really remember it. It was not joyful for me at all because I was still so self-conscious. It wasn't until I was 20 years old that I had come back from a semester abroad in Spain. So there's, this is progression, right? I did a thing. The catalyst was I did a thing I'd never done before. And I took myself totally outside of my comfort zone. And I went to a place where people are very alive, Spain. I lived in Spain for four months. I came back from that I was a different person. I was a different person. That was the beginning of my unmuting. That was truly the beginning of the unmuting. I unmuted my palate. I mean, the Spanish culture is alive and it's vibrant and there's music and there's dancing and there's, and there's paint and there's flamenco and there's, I mean, it's just color, color, color everywhere. Mosaics, art is beautiful. And I came back from that and that's when I tried out for my first solo in a gospel choir concert in college. And got a solo, had a solo every semester after. I didn't really do much with it. Like the thing, I knew I liked it. Bill and I would sing at church. We, we joined the choir, the, the, the worship team at church. That, and, and now almost 20 years after that gospel choir audition is when I'm just now starting to create my own music. I've been taking voice lessons the past two and a half years. So it's it's been this like, when you look at your own life, to want to have patience with yourself, to have grace with yourself, to allow the unfolding, but to take along the way, I have taken conscious steps, little steps to take myself a little bit outside of the place of comfort, 
sometimes a lot of outside of the place of comfort to pursue the thing that I wanted to do. But it's taken a long time to get to this place. Similarly with therapy, I suppressed most of my sad or angry emotions most of my life, as a lot of people do, because we're told those are bad emotions that you cannot express. I was in my early 30s when I first started seeing a therapist for the first time, and I was a psychology major. <laughs> I would know better, if anyone, right, that we should maybe talk to people who can help us. And it's only really been in the past couple of years of the therapist that I've been seeing most recently that I feel like I've gotten more connected to my feelings, feelings in my body, feeling as something as an emotion you feel in, you know, in your body. And so it's been this process. So I, I think starting, I think the most fundamental thing is to start with that question. What is the cost and what is lost as a result of you muting yourself in this area in your life? And then secondarily, what becomes possible if you unmute this area of your life? And what is one small step you can take to move closer to that vision? Those are the three questions that I'm not gonna give them the roadmap. I'm not gonna give them all the answers or anyone who's listening. You're not getting the answers. Sorry, there's no hack to this. You just gotta start by being honest with yourself about those questions and start taking steps in the direction of the vision that you're setting for your life. And talk about cost and possibilities, right? There, there, there is an enormous cost. A lot of people will die and have sacrificed themselves at the altar, right? Um, and, and not uh, in a good way. <laughs> it, it, this is a total just, you're gone and that's it. Your, your memory's gone. There are others that will say, no way. I am not going to the grave with this and I'm going to, I'm going to make it shine. Right. And, and this little light, right. <laughs> of mine, we sing. And that's what I hope for the listeners. If you're listening, you found yourself in a life of, of the muted button and you're listening now and you say, man, I wish I had that. You can, you, you can do it. Get to the paper, <laughs> get to the paper, count the cost of what it has cost you all this, all this time. And the possibility, and talk about possibilities, Rachel, this could be a very huge, huge catapult to nobody knows how big you can go, right? Or how far you can go. So what role does unmuting yourself have, let's say, in success? I think the more unmuted we are for the right reasons, again, not because I need to speak my truth and you need to listen up, like, that's not it. The more we're unmuted, and all the ways that I defined unmuting 20 minutes ago helps us to be more successful because what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves like a, a, a significant aspect of unmuting ourselves is allowing ourselves to be seen, allowing ourselves to be seen. You know, I mean, growing up from first to eighth grade, I wore a black and white uniform. I mean, I was literally like muted, <laughs> you know, now, like every time anyone sees me, like I'm going to be wearing color. This is just like a thing. I'm going to be wearing probably a, vi a bright, vibrant color, jewel tone something. I'm like, hello, I'm not hiding. It's like the peacock is my little motif. You see the little back there. I love peacocks. They're on like everything. And um, my friend actually, my friend Michaela came by the other day and dropped off this dream catcher that she made with peacock feathers on it. And then the word somebody for my song and then she put all the lyrics to the song on these little pieces of paper. I'm like, that is so cool. So it's like when we allow ourselves to be seen, then other people can celebrate us too. 
if I didn't let all these aspects of who I am come to the surface, she couldn't make this for me. You know, so part of it is like, we've been told for so long, like, mm, no one wants to see that side of you. That side of you is too much. Oh, put that away. There are too many people that are walking around just like suppressed and dimmed. And can you imagine how much brighter of a place the world would be if people stopped doing that? People acknowledge and recognize that they have something to offer. Like everyone who's listening to this, you have something to offer. You have something of value. And it, it starts with you, like you have value. You are somebody. And we have to fundamentally believe that we are somebody who matters and who is enough. If we're gonna even start down the path of unmuting ourselves, you have to have a fundamental belief that we are somebody. And if we think about all the things that had to go right for any of us to exist, you think back generationally to your, your family, the people that had to meet at the time that they met and the place that they met and the way that they met, who decided to have babies at the time they decided to have babies at that exact moment, at that exact time, in that exact day, in that exact place, for any of us to exist. I mean, when you think about it that way, it's truly miraculous. Like when you really think about it, you're like, whoa, the fact that I am here. And so when you start to acknowledge that level of like, I think, I don't know how to say it's miraculousness about our nature and who we are, you feel compelled to unmute yourself. You're like there's a lot of people that didn't make it. There's a lot of other people that were competing for this spot and I got it. So what am I gonna do with it? What am I gonna do with the spot that I have? How am I gonna show up? in a way that at the end of my life, I can be proud of, that I know I had an impact. That's a question that no one can answer for you. But when you acknowledge just how special and how much, how much of a somebody you are, you're like, I don't wanna waste time. I don't wanna waste time. Let's get to it, right? I'm over here just overjoyed because every morning I get up, I always tell the Lord, I get to live today. Mm. There's so many that did not. I will be hearing about them in the news when I catch up the news. Mm -hmm. They didn't get to. I did. Mm -hmm. And so I did for a reason, right? And, and if you think about the world as an acapella, and for anybody that knows music and knows acapella, just straight voices, but let me tell you, uh, <laughs> four voices, even two voices, <laughs> Uh, and acapella is just like, oh my goodness. And if you look at the world as an acapella mm. and you take one tone off, that song will be disastrous. Mm -hmm. It will be, it'll be incomplete. You, mm -hmm. you won't have that one element that just takes the whole thing off. And it's not just one. You could take any one of the, you know, tones off and it'll be a disaster. So for you to mute yourself and to continue to be muted, you're allowing the world, the acapella, to be disastrous. So <laughs> help mm -hmm. a brother out <laughs> and, and unmute yourself, right? And, and so I, I love all this discussion around the ability to become that butterfly in life, right? Uh, you, you choose your color. Right. You want a black and white? I saw, I've seen a black and white uh, butterfly. 
yet and still beautiful all on its own and and just adds to the vibrancy of the world so thank you for sharing that and i i wanted to ask you rachel i know you have this tedx coming up is going to be the best and most successful tedx ever but what do you have coming up and how can someone get a hold of you i know you're traveling to go yeah. and see them speak to them get them unmuted mm -hmm. yeah so tedx july 8th uh, which is my birthday so that's just something else that feels like what i wasn't sure if this was anointed yeah i think it i think it is uh, so July 8th, my TEDx, so it should be released, you know, it depends on the production time, post-production, so probably, I'm guessing August or September, that'll be available on the TEDx Rockville page on YouTube, so if you search Rachel Druckenmiller TEDx, just keep searching it, it'll come up eventually, <laughs> I'll let everyone know, connect with me on LinkedIn, I mean, that's how we got connected, right, Enrique, is the power of LinkedIn, so certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. We always love hearing when someone listens to an episode if something was impactful. It's not weird. It's not stalkerish. It's not annoying for you to message us. We actually really like it when people message us. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, this is what I needed today, uh, please tell us because we really like to know that. Um, if people want to stay connected. So I, I, I'm so passionate about this. This is what my company is called Unmuted. And my website is unmutedlife.com. So if people want to learn more there, check out blog posts I've written, learn more about the work that I do as a speaker and facilitator, they can go there. And then I'm also on Instagram at Unmuted Life. Um, so, and then Spotify. So new songs are coming out this summer. So if people want to follow me on Spotify, which sounds funny to say, but it's the thing. I'm Leah Rachel. We have to, sometimes it's hard for us to like shift our identity in some way that we didn't necessarily see. <laughs> coming before. So um, yeah, I would say those are the ways to to best get and stay connected. And YouTube also just search Rachel Druckenmiller YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, folks, we're going to have all that as part of the video and show notes for you to get a hold of Rachel. Have her speak at your event. I've seen a lot of the, the Sherm. Uh, I saw you with my, with my brother the other day, Simon. And uh, I can't wait to see him here locally. But thank you so much for sharing this very important topic for most of us today. There's so many across the globe that have muted themselves, some by government. We can't control that, uh, but a lot by choice. You know, we allowed people to uh, mute us. And so it's time that we didn't. For all the right reasons, right? Let's caveat it there, right? But folks, thank you for being with us, listening to today. Today's episode is sponsored by Fantail Services and Superpass, which are powering our website and app, Southern Sweet and Sassy Coffee and Harchester, London. If you've enjoyed today's episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want to sponsor our show, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. Bye.